morning, welcome to You've Got Kids. I'm Anya and today we are going to do a very different podcast um, because of the coronavirus and all of all what's going on. We're all in quarantine. Um, last week we did a great podcast with my husband, which was handy because we're in the same house. Um, no social distancing there. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, we did one last week on the leaving cert and homeschooling and how to kind of relieve some stresses on some of the parents and the kids um, with, with homeschooling. And this week I thought it might be an idea to talk to some new mothers who have newborn babies and are basically in quarantine and how they're managing. Because usually uh, what we do is... Um, Obviously, when we have a new baby, the family and all are around and you have that extra support. So I decided to invite my own sister who had a beautiful baby girl in February. My sister Aoife is here to join us via Zoom. Hi, Aoife. Hello, Anya. Uh, thanks for doing this with me. I know Aoife's very nervous because Aoife's never done anything like a podcast before. So she's like, what will I say? But that's perfectly normal. And um, so if I, I suppose to make it easier for you, I suppose it'd be handy for me asking you questions, yeah? Yep. So Maria was born on the 6th of February and we were obviously all around for the first while. And then all of a sudden we're all put into this quarantine. I just want to ask you, how do you feel you're managing? I'm actually managing uh, better than I thought. I suppose um, because I have Sean home my partner was laid off and um, he's there for the extra support so for the first six weeks because I had a c-section I was mostly on my own except for when you came over to visit well, he wasn't there and um, and then I started I got used to being on my own for about two weeks and then this all happened and now I have Sean around so that's great support but it's it's different support. Your family are different support to your partner. Like, um, I feel like with you, because you have kids, I could talk to you more and relate to you more. And where parts that Sean doesn't understand. So um, I'm probably rambling already. No, you're not. You're fine because that's perfectly normal. Um, even when you have four kids and you move on, you'll still be kind of going. Sometimes men are from a different planet to women and I suppose you having a section in general you were already almost in quarantine because you're not allowed to drive you're limited to what you can do when you have a section as well so I mean you, we were kind of lucky I suppose in the sense that when it happened that I was able to go over while Sean was in work or that our own man was able to go over and help you like um during that force but I suppose you were looking forward to getting out weren't you like and then to be told no stay inside now like that must have been very difficult for you just in general like yeah it definitely was because I'm very independent plus I can't, I can't really sit easy anyway I'm a very I'm always on the go you know yourself I can't I go to your house for an hour and then I'm like right okay look at the door to go and do something else and I had to learn how to them six weeks so it's like you were telling me like it's a good way of learning how to relax and enjoy your own company and kind of bond with your baby and it's like grand yeah that's great six weeks and you know I'll do that and then I'll be out and I got used to chilling out probably a bit too much with Netflix and you know eating what I wanted and kind of treat like a holiday for myself and I had this had 
the end in sight. Like I knew when I was, things were going to get back to normal. I'd start like looking after myself more. I'd be exercising more. I'd be with the baby. I'd see everybody. And then I think it was two weeks after or a week and a half after the six weeks went by and I was told this was all happening. And I was kind of, I was afraid to go out the door with my baby and afraid to touch my family or hold my family and pass my baby around and that was horrible it was all kind of taken away from me yeah and it's particularly in the early stages none of us really knew how bad it was kind of going to get I had a feeling myself we'd end up on lockdown eventually but um yeah, like, I mean, even for us, it's hard not seeing Maria, like, and for mum and dad and for um, Sean's parents as well. It's very difficult because it's their first grandchild as well, like, and, uh, it like, it's so exciting for all of us, but particularly for them because it's their first grandchild. It must be difficult for them as well not seeing um, Maria. But what I thought what you did for uh, Maria's great-grandmother, uh, Sean's mother, was a great idea uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Because it might be an idea for other women out there who are in similar situations. Yeah, well, um, Sean's grandmother, which is Maria's great-grandmother, she lives in Dublin, we're in Kildare, and all of our sons and daughters are living in different counties, so everyone's really far away. And she's in a house on her own, she's aged two years of age, and she has she's, like myself, can't sit easy, but now she's been told that she's to stay inside and it's kind of getting to her so I wrote a letter from Maria uh, mentioning how important she was and that like how lucky Maria was to even have a great grandmother and not everyone can say that and it's important that she stays in and stays positive and then I stuck a few photos of Maria in there and luckily I have a Polaroid camera so I took a few that day and then I posted out and I didn't realize what kind of impact it would have but um, the next day, she actually got it and rang Sean. She was very emotional and she wouldn't be a very emotional person. I suppose with everything going on, it really kind of hit her, hit her more so. Do you know what I mean? She was out with her neighbours, like, you know, showing them over the wall, the photos of her great-grandchild. And she had no photos yet because we literally hadn't had a chance to get photos of family and get them printed and people to have all them little things that you do at the start. So, yeah, it was a lovely thing to do. And in that, I felt better. And I was like, okay, who else could I do this for? You know? Yeah, yeah. That's... So two people, you, you, you both benefit. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds like a lovely thing to do. And especially because the elderly in general can be quite isolated during uh, times like this in particular because they're being told to cocoon. And I think in general, I suppose, we all have to be watching out for our elderly neighbours and stuff like that. Like I said to my elderly neighbour, I said, like, if you want me to nip to the shops or anything if you're stuck for anything don't be stuck shout over the wall give me a ring she has my phone number but particularly with grandchildren like the elderly sometimes you know in general as life goes on we tend to get on with our own lives you have school runs you have your daily routine work all that kind of stuff and sometimes it's like you know your grandparents particularly the great grandparents they're so old and you're trying to see your own parents with the baby and then trying to see great-grandparents and trying to get the balance with friends and work and everything else that just comes with life in general when you have kids. You just don't have time, as much time as you used to. And I think this has made people stop, pause and realise, I can just say, do you know what? What's really important is 
family and connecting with connecting with family and connecting with people because when something like when when this is taken away from you when you're not able to go out and reach out to your family and particularly your elderly family because you don't, you're not going to have them forever um it just makes you realize what's really important doesn't it yeah big time like Sean my partner has he has three grandparents alive so that's three great grandparents on his side and then one great grandparent on our side and unfortunately our grandmother is not well yeah um so it's not really the same I can't really call her up um so that kind of made me sad as well I was like you're so lucky I said to her so lucky to have all your grandparents there and she's so lucky and and it's oh, it's like it's like that when you get older. Like I did have three grandparents growing up. Well, like that I was a lot younger, and you wouldn't make the time. But now you're like, oh God, that time was so precious. And I'm saying to my partner now, like, make sure you ring your grandmother every day. Don't just say, oh, ring me if you're bored, because she's not going to ring you, and she feels like she's a burden. You know, I think they get to an age where they feel like they're nearly intruding her. And so I said, you need to make the effort and make that call, and it means the world to them. So, yeah, it definitely makes you appreciate your family more and affection more as well. Not being able to hug and kiss people is another thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, like, our, our nana has Alzheimer's, so... Um, but, like, in saying that, we can still make those connections by a phone call. And, like, I mean, I'm missing our terrible. We went down. We were lucky to see her just before we all went into lockdown, yourself and myself, when we um, yeah. brought Maria down to her. And it was lovely that we got to do that, like, before this happened. But um, yeah, you're right. It is there is a sadness there because like if you ring, you know, you you know she mightn't remember tomorrow. But that's just unfortunate, unfortunate thing that comes with Alzheimer's or anyone who has dementia. But um, the connections are still very important to her. I would say on the day that we can do so, I would say just make that phone call anyway. Like even if you're feeling, you know, it is sad. Like and it's not the same as uh. Nana a couple of years ago you know because you know full well like um, you miss those sparks in our personality but uh, she's still here and we're still blessed to have her and Sean's definitely blessed to have his grandparents and it's great that Maria has um, trained funny that you say that because before um, our grandfather passed away uh, he was constantly up in our parents house and it was a great time for him to spend time with his great-grandchildren my children Mm. and like that sometimes when someone's getting old they do kind of feel like you know they're a burden like I remember saying to granda you're gonna come up next week oh well it won't be any only if it's no trouble or you know if you'd say I'm going to call into you he'd say oh don't be worrying like you don't have to and stuff like that like they do kind of feel that bit of isolation and I feel so sorry for anyone who's on their own completely like um you know when James when my husband was going for the locals he met a lot of elderly people and he still helps this one woman who he met when he just knocked on our door he she'll ring him from time to time she lives down the country and she's on her own god love her and um he'll, he'll help her out with stuff like you know um the last time she rang, she was looking for something done in the garden. And uh, he was good enough to go down and help her out. Like, But, um, I mean, it's those connections in particular, like, that have really lost. Because even for the elderly cocoon and living on their own, sometimes going to the local shop was their only way of meeting people. 
you know, or chat with somebody in the post office and that's kind of stopped for them now, I suppose, as well. Um, but um, no, we're kind of going off topic. <laughs> but I suppose this is very important as well that we do kind of think of those things as well, even if it's just... Like, I thought you sending the photographs and the letter was just the nicest thing to do because it does remind them that they're important. So I suppose even if there is an elderly neighbour... Uh, that somebody has out there sending them a card or you know just saying we're thinking of you or a little note like saying you know if there's anything I can do with your phone number on it I suppose is another way of helping people through this Um. also you've been going for a couple of walks along the canal with Sean haven't you like just to kind of get out and get that bit of headspace yeah uh, it's an everyday thing now because I would have been a very active person um, and Sean wouldn't be at all. And even now, he's he looks forward to the walks. He wants to get out because obviously the walls are kind of closing on us. And we live in a two-bedroom apartment with no back garden. We have a small balcony and a newborn. So it's great for us. And I think it's something that will continue when, when finally everything does get back to normal. And it's great. I come back a new person nearly. I go out nearly, we go out nearly killing each other by the time we're coming back last and then we're going in and cooking dinner and having a nice evening. Um, so yeah, that's been doing me the world of good. And I'm actually trying to stick one walk in now by myself. So Sean gets a bit of time on his own. I get a bit of time by myself out on a walk and then we both have a walk together that evening. So yeah, and it fills up the day too. Not that I'm looking for something to fill my day. I have a two-month-old baby that literally needs feed and change and cuddling. It's um, it's good for us as a couple. Like I suppose what would have happened usually by now, I probably would have let you babysit her, and me and Sean probably would have went to the movies or even out for a drink or a meal. So now we have walks, and I know it's better for us. <laughs> well, I'll definitely be dying for that drink and that that time in the pub. Getting a chance to go out and have a dinner, have a meal, like um, mm. yeah, that'll be nice. And I like, I mean, I'm missing taking her as well. I was like dying to rob her off you because I was like, yeah, uh, you know me. I was like, you know, if you ever want to go out now, just drop her over because me, I'm baby mad and <laughs> Mrs. Broody. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's and it's hard even as you said at the start having Sean at home. Like I find my husband being a school teacher. I find that every time he's off, I get less done around the house. I don't know what it is, whether I switch off and I'm just like, there's no point because they're all under my feet. Like the other day, I was like, I was like a drill sergeant. Like you get up, do your room to the girls. And I was like, you get in there and do this. And the two boys, we let them play at the back, give them little jobs to do. They're only small, but um, like cleaning up their tires and they don't mind doing that. But um. The girls, like, you know, it's, it's like a battle trying to get them to do anything, you know. Cleaning is boring. I hate cleaning. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I was like a drill sergeant going around last week and the house was spotless. But the next day, it was like an absolute bomb site. And you're just like, what is the point? What is the point? <laughs> like, uh, but uh, you just get on with it, don't you? You just have to do it. But like, um, I think a lot of women... I probably meant to <laughs> feel that extra pressure. I suppose if you're not used to having everybody in the house, you're used to your routine. But I suppose it's it. one thing that this has given us is a new appreciation and how we've put our focus onto things outside of the home, outside of the family, as opposed to really appreciating what you have in your partner or in your husband, 
in your children, just having them having them around you and appreciating the time that you can have together. Like one thing, Sean, I know is an extra financial burden because you, Sean's after been laid off for a while. So that that's another stress for you to be dealing with, isn't it? Like, oh, definitely. Like we had, like, like I know everyone in in the world right now. It's impact impacting everyone differently. But our personal things it was we were saving for a house for one. That was one thing that was on the list, and we were hoping to do that early next year. So we we're like, we'll have a deposit, and all of a sudden that stops now. It's like okay. That money needs to go towards rent now, and nothing's going into savings, and we're seeing what we have again the month because I'm on maternity, so I, my wages was cut already, and his is being cut now. But like you said, um, it does take an adjustment, like him being home, because of course I go renting and I'm an angel, you know, I'm clean and I'm I'm the best person. But you realise your own flaws when you're around them, and how I I found maybe it's just good days and bad days at home. Like the first week we were getting on great, we we're best friends. <laughs> and uh, yeah we really were like we're like, to me, like you know this is amazing like now I know why we're together I'm only joking but, <laughs> but like, it was really nice and then it was like the second week and it was kind of creeping in and you're you're just noticing more what your partner doesn't do and what you do but you have to think he's used to being in work as well he's used to being gone all day and I'm used to doing this yeah all by myself anyway but now he's home. I'm like, no, things have to change now. Like, you have to help out with this. Like, you can't just, you know, watch me do it. Not that I'm saying that he's ha- like he's he'd get up if I asked him, but it's a fact I have to ask him. And that's when arguments, you know, that's why the walks are good. The walks, <laughs> the walks are good. But I think in general, that's kind of a thing that you know you go through anyway when you have a new baby. Like, it's like. When you first move in together, it's like uh, you get used to that. But then when you have a new baby, it's like you know. It's an extra little, it's like, you know, especially particularly for women who stay at home and rear their children. And, you know, you feel that like your life has changed, but it's also, it's a positive change. I I think people have to kind of um, readjust. And I think this virus, as awful as it is, um, if there was anything good to come out of it, I think it's the fact that, you know, people are learning to appreciate family values like, you know, to be blessed, to be able to stay at home and to be with your family. Like, Sean, like, I know the financial burden is very hard, but at the same time, it's like, um, it's something, he's getting to spend time with you and the baby. I know, obviously, if you could, you'd have him back and work, so would I, and that's the way we, we all want it. I mean, this can't go on forever, obviously. But I think you get what I'm saying. It's just, he's to take something good from it. That's what I'm saying. Um, try look at the positive things because I think we're going to be stuck in this for a while. We don't know when this is going to end, I suppose. You know? Yeah, like that's the big silver lining for us. As Sean being home to bond, us, like who gets to do that? No one really, especially, you know, middle class or low class, you don't get to do that. You don't get to get that time. You get four weeks off. Men get four weeks off. They get crap pay. To stay at home for four weeks and then that's it like you know they're home in the evenings or they get the weekends so in a way it's it's brilliant for that reason that he is home like this but this will never happen again for us our next baby i know i'm kind of really jumping there but you know he's not going to get that time with the next baby and 
Marie doesn't realise how lucky she is right now, having the two of us here just doting over and all this attention. And she's our entertainment and we're her entertainment right now. And we're in a bubble of just, we're so fascinated by it. And it's lovely to have him there, him seeing the things, like instead of him coming home from work and being like, oh, she was smiling today or she laughed today or she was kicking and, you know, showing him videos. He's there now and that's a big positive. And he's loving it. Like, he's probably loving it too much. That's what I'm like. That kind of annoyed me. <laughs> like, <you> should... <laughs> like this is great. Like, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's not. You know, I'll be going back to work soon. <laughs> but um, it's um, you do have to think of the positives because you you can have your bad days. Like, personally, I had a bad day yesterday, and just everything just kind of got to me, and I was more angry with the. I was angry with the world. I was angry with everything, and I just I was angry with Sean. I even went, my ma- my mom rang me and she was talking to me and I could feel myself just ready to snap for no real reason and she knew could sense it in me like what was wrong. I said, I'm just angry with everything and I feel like so much has been robbed for me right now. And then I felt awful. I was like, you know, people are dying and they're sick and people are losing loved ones and, the, and then that made me more angry and more sad. So I had to really snap out of it and think of all the positives. And I think that's what we all need to do because we all can get wrapped up in this and get really down but yeah. like that like doing positive things like sending letters or even trying to do something for your community like what james is doing for that lady it's that's how we're going to get through this it's true family connecting with each other and people basically doing good and i think that's the positives out of this absolutely and another thing is that you're in an apartment so you're quite confined so i mean it's extra difficult for people in apartments, I suppose. Like, we have the garden with the kids. We have the... We're able to just sit out in the garden and chill out. So those walks and getting out of, getting out of the apartment and taking the half an hour exercise that you're allowed to do <laughs> until... Um, we'll stretch our half an hour. Who's gone now? <laughs> but um, taking that walk along the canal is very important and getting out of the house... Being positive, stay connected. And like the likes of uh, Zoom, like earlier on, like, you know, we're doing FaceTime with the new baby for family. Like, it's important that we do those things as well, isn't it? Like, um, I suppose, as you said, just stay positive and enjoy the positive things. Do what you can for others, like in need who, who can't, who can't do things for themselves. And um, I suppose... Yeah, that's it's been a lesson for us all in how important those family connections are. And I think I will finish up on that. And um is there anything else you want to say before we finish up? No, just to any new mummies out there or mummies that have very young babies just to hang in there and enjoy every minute of it because one day you'll look back and think I'd love that time back again. And that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Taking the most out of it. Yeah, and you have your Facebook groups as well that are, you know... Oh, yeah, look for support on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely loads of mommy groups out there. I am part of three. Just Google New Mammies Ireland or Babies Ireland and connect. People are great with advice and uplifting each other. Yeah, and we're all we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Okay, Aoife, thanks a million for today and I love you and I love that beautiful baby Maria and I'll be getting you on for another podcast because it wasn't as bad as you thought, eh? No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> I just don't want to hear it back. 
you don't want to hear it back anyway people that's all we have for today for you've got kids uh, tune in next time I don't know who's on yet because I'm fishing for people uh, who can give us good stories and um, you know our good life experience um, thank you bye bye